At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome in. It is a Saturday evening edition of Sin Bet Center, live from our downtown Las Vegas Circus Studios. It is a, a busy Saturday, and I'm pleased to be joined by Greg Peterson. I'm Ben Wilson, hanging out with you on a Saturday. Matt Neverd, our producer behind the glass. Greg, it's, it's not college basketball season anymore. We're fully into MLB, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. How have you been, my friend? Things are terrific. The way that the schedule wound up breaking now, we've just got tons of great action. You mentioned it with the MLB. Lots of doubleheaders today because we wound up seeing some inclement weather out there in the northeastern part of the country with regards to the NBA playoffs. We were hoping that Nuggets versus Portland Trailblazers would be a little bit closer, but we've got that going on. NHL playoffs, we had a Game 7 out here in Vegas yesterday. So, you know what? It's a tremendous time of year. I know that so many people, they love the NFL season. For me, it's March Madness, but... Really, just around the clock, ever since sports have gotten restarted, there's been no shortage of action. A big yikes in the Nuggets-Blazers game. We're going to get yeah. to that in, in just a minute as we'll bring you our top stories in the NBA today. Uh, first, though, Greg, and as a reminder, as always, hit us up on Twitter at VEASAN Live. Let us know what bets you're playing because we will be looking and taking a deep dive at some of these in-game lines as well, trying to see what we like, as well as looking ahead and also recapping some of the biggest games that we've already seen so far today. But uh, Greg, you mentioned the crazy weather and the system going on in, in the MLB. It's Memorial Day weekend. I th- thought it was supposed to be nice by now, but it was like in the 50s and raining all week, and we had the, the rainouts yesterday. What in general is your strategy when you're trying to handicap 
a lot of these seven-inning doubleheaders that we've not seen before until last year in the pandemic-shortened season. I really think the key is knowing how many innings the starter is going to go. We wound up seeing it in the Nationals versus Brewers game. That game winds up going under because Freddie Peralta throws a complete game for the Milwaukee Brewers. He was lights out. Now in game two, you're going to have Brett Anderson on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's probably not going to wind up giving you seven innings, but the good news is because Peralta winds up going the full seven, that means Devin Williams, Josh Hader, in my opinion, one of, if not the best, one-two combo that you can find coming out of an MOB bullpen, going to be able to back him up. That is huge. When you take a look at the Washington Nationals, meanwhile, Patrick Corbin, he had been doing a little bit better at home, but he clearly is not the Patrick Corbin of old. So that was something that I was taking a look at in that doubleheader. When it comes to the Pirates versus Colorado Rockies doubleheader, all you need to do is know that the Colorado Rockies are now 3-22 on the road so far this year. That's not a typo. They are actually 3-22 and on the road so far this year. That was pretty much handicapped by both of those. 3-22. and I mean, it's wild. We know three and twenty-two. We know that there are splits out there <laughs> when you go from and to Coors Field. That's just a given. But this is just absolutely absurd. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it because the Rockies, I believe, are sixteen and twelve at home. They're actually a very respectable home team. But when they get away from Coors Field, my goodness, we know that there are some demonstrative home and road splits when it comes to so many of these sports. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. And right now, it's about a, a pick em for game two of that uh, set, second doubleheader. They're just wrapping up uh, the first game where Pittsburgh is going to get the, the win in game one with JT Brubaker. And they only had to lay uh, 30 cents in that game. Yeah. See, I know, and the Pirates are just a And the Rockies, I think, but... were a very slight favorite in game two with Austin Gomber going, and they could shut out again. Yeah, not what you Gosh. want. Well, we put it off long enough. Speaking of train wrecks, Greg, what is happening right now for the Denver Nuggets on the road in a series that has been back and forth so far, it's really been a series of individual performances, but right now it's the Portland Trailblazers who are well on their way to tying this up at two games apiece in the best of seven series, quickly becoming, at least to me, Greg, this this thing has seven games written all over it. Right now, 99-75 Portland on top of Denver in Game 4 of the series with Denver leading 2-1. It was a must-win for Portland, and they are going to win. 7:54 still to go in the game, but this thing all but over as you look at this game, Greg. Portland goes off as a 4.5-point favorite. I think a lot of people thinking and buying the whole idea that this was the must-win. These are two pretty evenly matched teams, and a lot of people were on Portland before the series as well at a total of 227 or 228. That looking well uh, under... At this point, and you look at it, Greg, we talk about the stars. Uh, Nikola Jokic just didn't look right today, which it's sort of bizarre in a playoff game with how solid he's been all year, a whopping, ready for this, minus 32 Nikola Jokic today. I'm not a big, like, puts. I don't try to put a whole lot of stock into the plus minus, but minus 32, I mean, that's not where you want to be at. 16 points on 7 of 18 shooting. What have you made of this kind of bizarre Denver performance today? What I think is the biggest thing for me in this, Damian Lillard is one of 10 from the floor, and the Portland Trailblazers are completely boat racing the Denver Nuggets. That is a bad sign for the Nuggets because, in my opinion, Damian Lillard is a top-five player when it comes to clutch playing. I'm not going to say that he's a top-five player in the league, but when it comes to just being able to make shots late, when it comes to being able to put a team on his back, there are a few other guys that you'd really want to take that last shot other than Damian Lillard. He has the ability to be able to take over a game. The guy that's taking over the game for the Portland Trail Blazers today, though, 
How about Norman Powell? 12 of 13 from the floor of 29 points. That has had me thoroughly impressed. And you've been able to get something out of Carmelo Anthony. The question mark on him before he wound up going to the Portland Trail Blazers was, could he be able to adapt to a little bit more of an ancillary role? Can he play without the ball in his hands a little bit more? And I think the answer has been yes. Now, it's been very sporadic with Carmelo Anthony throughout the year for the Portland Trail Blazers, but by and large, he's been able to do a relatively solid job. And Yusef Nurkic as well. He's done a very good job on Nikolai Jokic because with Jokic, he's certainly having a bad game. No fans or buts about it, but I think you need to give a little bit of credit here to that Portland defense at the same time. Right, and you make the point on Powell. It's something we've always talked about with Portland and why they've been a hard team to trust because outside of Dame and McCollum, what have you really gotten? And, and some of the the constant injuries we've seen out of out of Yusuf Nurkic have kind of made him... He, there was a time where I think we all kind of thought he and Jokic were going to have similar sort of trajectories, and one guy has clearly gone way over uh, as opposed to the other, and that's because Nurkic has just struggled to, to stay on the floor What's interesting as well in this game, and looking at some of the data from DraftKings and some of the, the splits coming into today, as we all know, player props, extremely popular bets once you get to the NBA playoffs. Greg, you want to take a stab at what the most popular bet on player prop was today, at least for DraftKings sportsbooks on the East Coast? Oh, it had to be some sort of star player over their point total. Damian Lillard over four and a half made threes. You pointed it out earlier. Not only does he has he been struggling from three-point range just in general. One of six today. One of ten from the field. Yep. Also a big bet was Lillard over his his player prop, like you would you would assume. He has ten points today, and his player prop was set at uh, 33 and a half. So not quite going to get there. And I'm glad you bring up player props, because what I really noticed is that everyone always loves to take those player props over. How often do we see people go out there on Twitter and be like, Oh, I really love this player prop under. You should just go like under 12 and a half points on player X, player Y. You really don't see it. Everyone always wants to bet the overs on these player props, and that's where I really think the value is. If you wind up taking some unders, you can really make a killing because if you wind up waiting and waiting and waiting, it's very rare that you see a worse number if you want to go under on a player prop because books know that they are going to get hammered with regards to the over. Now, you're going to get a couple players that are a little bit I guess you could call them a little bit more polarizing, and mm-hmm. you're going to have a little bit of value on the under. You're going to have a couple people going in on them, but by and large, I just noticed that so many people like to go over on these player props, and you got to think that books know what they're doing. They know exactly how the money is going to be coming in, and they shade these a little bit higher, so I actually do think that there's some good value if you wind up taking some unders moving forward on player props. Exactly. To so your point, player props and that market, especially in the NBA, has really exploded, especially over the past couple seasons. Taking a look at the rest of that list coming into today, the top five most bet NBA player props. So Lillard already, we mentioned that, over four and a half made threes. That is not going to hit. Lillard over 33 and a half points. Not going to come close. The other ones, Michael Porter Jr. over two and a half made threes. That one needs some help. Porter is just one for three from three today. And again, this is a game right now, 105-82 Portland with five minutes to go, mostly backups into the game right now. So that likely would be 0 for 3 from the public betting. The other popular one from our earlier game today, we're going to touch on this game in a moment, Greg, the Bucks Heat game four. Drew Holiday to record a double-double was plus 220. That got a lot of betting action. Drew Holiday, by, by virtue of the Bucks pulling away and winning that game rather comfortably, did not put up a, a huge stat line today. He comes up way one assist shy of a double-double. Ooh. So that doesn't get there. The one that did, though, this is interesting. The one that I would have never guessed this in a million years. Trevor Ariza 
under five rebounds at <laughs> minus 150. He did not record a rebound, Greg. Hey, so that seems like the most obvious, in retrospect, the most obvious bet on the board, but a guy who, I mean, he averages like five rebounds a game in the regular season, had six in game three, five in game two. So I don't know what people were saying and seeing in him that was like, you know what? My best bet, throw it out. <laughs> Trevor Reza under his rebound prop at A. It, it, it worked. So it I don't think you prove. have a lot of casual fans that either are like, yeah. yep, this is the one that I'm just taking everything. Let's get the boys over. Let's break out the nachos and let's make sure Trevor Reza doesn't get five rebounds. <laughs> uh, it was under five and a half, I should say. So you, you, did, you did have the hook, but I mean, what, what, what are we doing here? I don't, I don't know. That's, a very... That's someone that knew something. They put their money down, and they were dead right. You think that, that was one better, and it ended up being the fourth most bet prop? Might have been a group, but probably. <laughs> the handle, yeah. Well, hey, at least uh, on, on that side of things, the books go 4-1 and one on, on that particular prop. And a lot of over money on this game as well. The majority of that was over, and it, it, here in Las Vegas got as high as a two twenty eight, going to go well under that number. So that series will go to 2-2. Two, to two. We will see once things reset, if we can get an updated series price on a a very polarizing series. A lot of people who have backed Portland in the series. A lot of people also, though, finding some value on Denver. And this is about to be 2-2. So we'll tell you a little bit more about that later if we do have a series price on that while we're on the air. Uh, the one series that we will not have a series price because, Greg, the series is over, is one that was a very trendy underdog series pick in the Miami Heat. Rematch of last year where Miami wins in four games. It did not go according to plan for the underdog backers, not only in the series, but every single game. Bucks, after a slightly slow start, really run away with it. They outscore Miami in this game, Greg, by 24 in the second half. They cover that four and a half number with relative ease in the end. And a total of 221 and a half does just sneak over. Really, the bigger thing, though, coming out of this was the fact that we found out yesterday the Milwaukee Bucks would be without Dante DiVincenzo for the rest of the postseason. By no means a star player, but an important rotation guy for a team that has struggled with a lack of depth and decision-making late in games. From what you saw today, Greg, how do you think the loss impacted things, if, if at all? We're seeing a little bit more Bryn Forbes out of this Milwaukee Bucks team without DiVincenzo. He goes 7 of 14 from three-point range, was absolutely able to light it up. So I give him a lot of credit, and... You can tell that it's going to be a little bit of a loss for the team. You're going to need Pat Connaughton to step up a little bit more. Only wound up having two points in this game, but it was a little bit of a moot point because with the Miami Heat, 11-33 from three-point range, they just weren't able to get their outside shooting going, really aside from game one, in which that was one of the wonkier NBA playoff games that we've seen in quite a while. But I really like what I'm seeing from the Bucks defensively right now. They were able to do a sound job against the Miami Heat, and for lack of a better term, this was a revenge series for the Milwaukee Bucks. We all remember what happened in the bubble last year. Bucks wind up losing that series 4-1, to and it could have very easily been a sweep. So you knew that the Bucks they were going to be coming out here with some fight. You knew that they were going to be able to just give their best effort, for lack of a better term. And P.J. Tucker, I think we're finding out he's a really good glue guy as well. He's like 35, 36 years old, been there, done that. The Bucks, I felt like, needed a little bit more of that veteran savvy, and I think that... Just his presence alone didn't necessarily give the team a bunch of points or rebounds, but just his presence on the floor in general has been helpful for this Bucks team. Been a theme of guys who appeared to be washed up, but were obviously just unhappy in bad situations. P.J. Tucker, an example. You look at Blake Griffin in Detroit, 
all of a sudden they found renewed life. It's almost like they were going to teams who had something to play for or something like that. Greg. And we've I mean, noticed that on crazy. so many on like the LeBron James teams that have won titles or made the finals, they always just have, sort of have that one or two glue guys that are like 34, 35 years old. They give you like four, five, six points per game. They don't necessarily do a whole heck of a lot, but they're just energy guys. They know their role. They know exactly who needs to be getting the ball. They sort of know the spacing on the floor. And I feel like P.J. Tucker is that for the Milwaukee Bucks. So you look at this Milwaukee team now. You sweep Miami. You're going to likely face the Brooklyn Nets, who even though they lose last night, thanks to a huge game by Jason Tatum, still in the driver's seat in that series. I think we're all expecting that. And, and expecting the Nets to be a slight favorite when the series price comes out. Given how impressive the Bucks have looked, though, and at least to me, Greg, you have a, a team that with Drew Holiday replacing the Eric Bledsoe position from last year. To me, if, if, if this was a, the same team where it's Eric Bledsoe still running the point, they probably lose to Miami in six. That's how big of a difference I think Drew Holiday makes to this team. What do you think, though, as far as the potential matchup? I, again, I don't want to totally write off Boston, but I also think Boston is basically one player and a collection of skin and bones resembling other bodies, basically. <laughs> so what do you make of a Bucks? Nets series based on what you've seen, especially for Milwaukee these last four games. Yeah, the Celtics are very much banged up. And with the Nets, they wound up going 16 of 38 from three-point range yesterday. But this is a team in which I still feel like they're trying to find their bearings as well. Now, Durant and James Harden were absolutely tremendous yesterday. No fans or buts about it. But it feels like you get two guys that wind up firing all cylinders and then one guy that is sort of not necessarily pulling their weight. And I think that the Nets, they just need more reps in general. So I, what I think is going to be critical for the Milwaukee Bucks, getting out, getting a nice lead. That way the Nets aren't able to experiment as much because keep in mind, they had fewer than 10 games together during the regular season. So I actually think that the Bucks have a good chance in this one. The key is getting off to a good start in that series. I like you saying that because I have a Bucks six to one ticket to win the East. That's a good ticket. They were down to about uh, three and a quarter, at least behind us at Circa this morning. We'll probably be around three to one. I, I have to imagine that's will be maybe what minus one twenty. You think in that series price, maybe a little higher. Probably a little higher. A little higher. Maybe I'm just the optimist. <laughs> I still like my position. What can I say? Uh, all we know is the Bucks. They are moving on, and it looks like uh, Denver and Portland. At least Portland is moving on in this game, as they're going to tie the series. At 2-2. We'll update you on uh, the spread and total implications on that game next. Also get an update on the golf when we return. We're just getting started here on VEASAN Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good 
sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Indeed.com studio. Resumes are good. Resumes with an Indeed skills test are better. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. We're back here on VEASAN Bet Center, hour number one of three alongside Greg Peterson. I'm Ben Wilson. Even though we just had a golf major at the PGA Championship, there might be a hangover for guys like Phil Mickelson, who win it as a 300-to-1 long shot. Still hangover for us golf betters, though. Move on to the next event. We never take any weeks off, Greg. And so here we are at the Charles Schwab Challenge. First off, very bizarre just watching this tournament all week, understanding that this was really the first American major sporting event that began, that restarted in the pandemic last year. First golf event to resume. And I remember watching that. that was, there was nothing else to watch. So I remember <laughs> watching all four days, basically all of the coverage that saw a Daniel Berger win in a playoff over Colin Morikawa. Hard to believe we are a year out since then. It really here is. We are. And... With golf, they really were, for lack of a better term, the beneficiaries of everything that wound up happening because it was them and the UFC that were the first ones to come back. All the major sports leagues like the MLB, the NBA, they didn't wind up returning until late July slash early August. So I still remember during the summertime, I was watching baseball over there in South Korea and I was watching golf. (laughs) You You had your system. And, And now we're in a position where, as we watch the third round right now of the Charles Schwab challenge uh, going on right now in Fort Worth. As we take a look at the updated leaderboard at the moment at the Colonial Country Club, 
If you were a backer of chalk this week, that's usually not the popular play, but there are weeks where that can be profitable and a smart play. Jordan Spieth was the favorite coming in around 12 to 1, and so far, and with a lot of advanced numbers that certainly look to be in his favor, after a week in which I believe Spieth at the PGA, Greg, he lost about three to four strokes gained on the field in putting. And it's usually one of those stats that you do see a lot of correction week to week. So Spieth, for that reason, was a popular play, along with the fact this was a, a course he's very familiar with, being a native of Texas and having played just down the road at Austin in, in his college ball. So here he is. He, after a couple of blips in the, on the front nine, he had slipped to about an even money, fa- uh, even money after being a favorite earlier today, but just birdied 15 to get himself back to 1,400. He has a one-shot lead right now over Jason Kokrak. And looking at the live odds, Spieth now at minus 250, Kokrak plus 250. Nobody else even in uh, single digits, Greg. Not all that often you see that already in the middle of a third round, but clearly with the amount of action already taken on Spieth and and the lack of really any other challengers outside of Kokrak, Garcia, four back of Spieth right now at 10 under. I guess it would make sense, right, that the numbers are where they're at at, at this spot to, to, to be you know, looking at the 16th hole right now for these guys. Yeah, I agree with you because with Sergio Garcia, he was able to have a really nice first round. He shot a 63, and then since then he's been wiltering a little bit. It certainly hasn't been necessarily terrible, but at the same time, he certainly has been having a little bit of a tougher time with the course. Jordan Spieth has been able to do an absolutely tremendous job just day in and day out so far in this tournament. And then when you take a look at Kokrak, he's really been able to rise up the leaderboards over the last 12 months. He's really been able to put his game together. I've actually been impressed by his putting as well. So it makes sense that these two are really the top guys. And then from there, you've got guys like Sebastian Munoz, Brendan Dodd, Eric Compton, guys that are relatively solid, but they're not necessarily guys that instill fear in you, to say the least. Mm-hmm. It's not like you've got a Rory McIlroy or someone that's right now on the heels of Kokrak along with Spieth. You've got Sergio Garcia and really a bunch of other guys. Ian Poulter, give him a little bit of credit. He was able to wind up having a 600 today, so he's been able to get back into contention. But I really do think that with these two really being the head and shoulders favorites, I think that that is the appropriate, that's appropriate for mm-hmm. right now. And it's interesting, too, we talk a lot about you want to use a combination of sort of pseudo-modeling, but also with feel when you're breaking down these tournaments, especially the week after a major where some guys might might just be burnt out. Phil Mickelson, a pretty Ugh. easy one to point out, is he misses the cut this week. Uh, but you have uh, Jason Kokrak right now. He's still in the mix, 50-1 to pre-tournament, now at plus 250 on the live market. But, uh, you know, looking at these two guys specifically, Greg, Spieth, and Kokrak, guys, where if you looked at a pure, and this is a tournament being played on bent grass, so if you were just to go into the modeling system, look at the strokes gain putting based on a, on a bent grass type green like we have at Colonial Country Cup, Jordan Spieth was third in the field and Kokrak was 11th entering the tournament. And I think for those reasons, when you combine that with the fact that this is a pretty tight course, and as a result, you need to be very solid with your approach, both of those guys would have ranked in the top 20 as well in strokes gain in the approach model too. So it kind of goes to show... If you liked where these guys were at, just from a mental standpoint, the underlying numbers backed up that they were good plays this week. You get a little more bang for your buck at 50-1, to 1, though, with Kokra. Oh, absolutely. And pointing out the familiarity with the course, I think that that's something that's always good to look at as well. Keep an eye on that as they go down the stretch. Final few holes for Spieth and Kokra within one at Colonial Country Cup. We'll come back, uh, get an update, and take a look, too, at some of our big MLB games coming up tonight. We have a couple big rivalry matchups starting in about a half hour. That's next here on Beeson Bet Center.
NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edges. Decent hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts in the entire VSIN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VSIN.com and our daily members only best bet emails. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs, so sign up for your 10 day free trial at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to VEASAN Bet Center. Saturday afternoon from our Circus Sports Studios in downtown Las Vegas. Back with Greg Peterson. I'm Ben Wilson. Speaking of the playoffs, usually these are very fun games to watch. Some, every once in a while, Greg, you get, you get a total snoozer. And that's what we got in Denver and Portland. That has gone final. 115-95, Greg. Portland wins. This game goes well under the total in a game where the majority of the handle was on the over here. Very split two-way action as far as the side. But Portland is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Will cover going away, a 20-point win that was upwards of 30 on the margin most of the way, and a total of 227, anywhere from 227 to 228, Greg, well under. Yeah, it certainly has been good to see Portland be able to play a little bit more defense recently, and that has been a big key for this team because we always think about the two big guards with this team, Damian Lillard along with C.J. McCollum, but in this one it was Norman Powell who was able to step up, go 11 of 13 from the field, give this team a really nice boost. You've got some solid rebounding with this team as well. If Robert Covington can give this team some production, I think it's going to be very big. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier as well. Yusef Nurkic, the fact that he is fully healthy, the fact that he is firing on all cylinders for the Blazers, absolutely massive. They want a trading from, like to say, about four, maybe five years ago now. There's always been flashes of brilliance with him, but he just always seems to get hurt when it seems like he's starting to put it together. Maybe now he's starting to put it together, and that is absolutely huge because it gives the Blazers just a whole nother dimension in general. And a series that was basically a pick on the series price is close to a toss-up, and a lot of people liking Portland as a result of thinking the Jamal Murray injury would really get borne out, and, and the true impact of that would be felt over a seven-game series. You certainly saw, you have to think, an element of that today. Portland was minus 120 coming into the series, Denver even money. Likely to see those odds go back to those those original uh, closing series numbers as we're now at 2-2. Game 5 to, to be played Tuesday uh, back in Denver. We told you earlier as well about the Bucks Heat Series. That game over and another Bucks win. They sweep the series with a, a dominant win in that game. 120-103 to covering the 4.5 point line. All right, Greg, we'll get to, into our next hour. We'll look at some of the NHL playoff action coming up tonight. But as always, you handicap just about every big MLB game. Not big game, but every game on the card. Yeah. And let's look, though, at one of the main games coming up shortly. A lot of uh, injury news. Is, it's kind of been the theme of this baseball season. seems like everybody is on the I.L. It's almost like who's not injured mm. at some point. But we did just get word right at the start of our show that, and this was relatively expected, so not a huge surprise here, but the Los Angeles Dodgers I did officially activate Cody Bellinger, finally back off uh, the IL from his freak injury, basically the first week of the season. They are not starting Mookie Betts tonight. They will rest him, so he will not uh, go. And Alex Dickerson also resting tonight for the Giants. But after a night in which we saw the latest chapter of a very fun rivalry and in pretty ridiculous fashion with the near Pujols uh, walk-off in that game, you now turn it around and you get Logan Webb against Julio Urias in a spot where... Uh, the Dodgers have been getting the bulk of the money up to nearly a $2 favorite, as high as $0.90 cents, uh, the favorite. What do you make of the matchup after such a crazy game on Friday night at Chavez Ravine? I think it's going to be really critical that Logan Webb gives the Giants five innings in this spot. 
with Logan Webb. He's coming off the injured list. This is going to be his first start, and I believe it's 12 days, so a little bit under two weeks. He was dealing with a little bit of an ailment. He is now back for the team and for Urias. He has actually been tremendous to the over. I believe that in his last eight starts, only one of those games have went under the total. So Urias has actually been a very good pitcher to the over just because it feels like night in and night out. The Dodgers, whenever he's out there on the mound, scores seven plus for him. And what I think is going to be really intriguing for the San Francisco Giants, Buster Posey's going to be behind the dish tonight is really critical because he is by far the best hitter right now. Hitting right around at 333 with 10 home runs, but... The reason why I've been saying that Buster Posey is the biggest addition this entire MLB offseason, because as we know, he just did not wind up playing in 2020. He was having a child. There was a lot going on with the pandemic and everything like that. But it's not just because of his bat, which is very good. But you just take a look at the San Francisco Giants in general. They had a little bit of a bugaboo when it came to pitching last year. They are now a top five team with regards to ERA. I believe that coming into the series, their starters ERA number one in all the MLB. So he has done a great job of being able to settle these guys down. And I do think that the Giants getting north of plus 170, depending on where you look, that's some pretty good value here, in my opinion. I know that the Giants have not necessarily gotten as much as you'd like out of guys like Austin Slater, Mikey mm-hmm. Stremski and company. They're not hitting for the averages that they did last year, but still, I do think that this is a San Francisco team that is going to be able to take advantage of an L.A. team that they themselves have been using guys like Yoshi Satsugo and Albert Pujols that, let's face it, they just aren't necessarily producing for this team, and when they do produce, they wind up getting robbed of game-winning homers. <laughs> yeah, using him in, in some big spots, you mentioned, too, that the need to go deep tonight if you look at it on, on the perspective of Logan Webb, and that's because well, each pitcher needs to go deep. Each team used six pitchers last night in that wild 10-inning game that saw nine runs scored from the eighth inning on in a game that was 2-2, two to two, ends up going over at 8-5. I'm, I'm curious, too, Greg, I know there's a lot of thought that and right now you have both the Giants and Dodgers after last night retied again at 31-20. and 20. Padres right there as well at the top of the NL West, but... A lot of people just assuming, all right, the, the Giants can't possibly continue to sustain this. One thing that has helped them is a very good back end of the bullpen. However, I'm curious your thoughts on the, the two guys they've been mixing and matching. And that, I think, also has to play into your handicap. If you want to go in and, and take a shot at the Giants on the money line, because we saw last night a really rough outing in relief, obviously blowing the save, giving up the three runs by Tyler Rogers. Seems like the Giants and Gabe Kapler have really looked towards him as opposed to Jake McGee, who got off to the fantastic start this year. Rodgers' underlying numbers are, are pretty rough and would indicate that what he's doing is not really sustainable. We've seen a few teams, Greg, throw out closers who are only throwing 83 or 84 miles an hour. Rodgers is one of those guys. XFIP of 427 on a 163 ERA and a minuscule BAPIP of 227, basically suggesting he's gotten extremely lucky this year. Who do you think should be the Giants' closer? And is there one guy you would trust over the other as far as actually thinking that they can hold out and, and pull out a game like this as an underdog? I think that Zach Liddell has actually done a very good job for this team. He's got a 0.71 ERA. You're going way he down the board. Up, All right. He wound up beginning the year, I believe, on the injury list. And keep in mind, Caleb Barger, 0.52 ERA across 17 innings so far this year. So the Giants have plenty of guys that they're able to look to late in games. You didn't want to go Jarlene Garcia nah. the, other, the, other, the other day? Greg, I mean, that's, that's why we have you on, Greg. You know everybody. <laughs> You're going way down the bullpens. I, I do not want to play on this game. If anything, I might 
I might take a stab at, at a first five under, but at the same time, I'm not sure that I want to trust Webb. You mentioned him coming off the aisle, so I might stay away. Just watch that one. It's a game that starts in about a half hour as the MLB card uh, gets underway. There's also a couple big ML and NBA games later on tonight. We'll talk MLB. We'll talk 76ers Wizards next here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source 
screen and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com. Slash credit. Welcome back. It's VEASAN Bet Center on a Saturday night here in Las Vegas. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Hope you are finding some games to bet on. Yeah. Back with Greg Peterson, I'm Ben Wilson. Let us know what, what you've got action on at uh, VEASAN Live on Twitter is where we're at. And uh, as we look at, we were just talking about some of the MLB games starting at the top of our next hour here, 7 o'clock on the East Coast. Big game in the NBA and basically a, a last stand of sorts for the eight seed after getting through the play-in tournament. The Washington Wizards... In an interesting spot here, blown out in Game 2. Saw Russell Westbrook lead that game early. He was questionable after rolling the ankle, but uh, just announced he will go tonight. Not really a surprise. You'd figured, Greg, a guy like him would tough it out and play. Uh, a series, though, that has seen Philadelphia at home about a 7.5 to 8-point favorite. The Game 1 score landed right on the number. Philly won by 7 and did not cover, but they win in blowout fashion in Game 2. Of course, overwhelming favorites, and they are going to win the series but what do you make, Greg, of Game 3 with a possibly banged-up Westbrook and a Wizards team getting five or five-and-a-half points at home with a 229-and-a-half uh, total here? Yeah, I'd probably be taking a look at the 76ers in the spot. The big reason why is because you just don't know what you're going to be able to get out of West Russell Westbrook. He does wind up having the 11 assists the last time he winds up taking the floor, but as you mentioned, he was limited to 29 minutes in that contest, was a little bit banged up, and Westbrook in general is just someone that doesn't seem to respond well to this Philadelphia Philly or this Philadelphia 76ers defense. He's had a combined 10 turnovers in the first two games. That has been a little bit troublesome. And when the Wizards really get out of control is when he winds up turning the ball over a little bit too much. I think that they need to try to get the ball a little bit more to Bradley Beal in some of these spots. Have him be a little bit more of the guy that winds up taking it over for them to have a chance. And for the 76ers, they've been able to get some good ancillary production as well. We all know about Joel Embiid, what he's able to bring to the table, but how about what you've been able to get out of some of the other guys as well? This is a 76ers team that you always think of Ben Simmons as really being that second wheel for the team, and he's been able to do an absolutely tremendous job for him. No fans or buts about it, but Tobias Harris having that north of 30-point game a little bit earlier in that series. I think that that was absolutely huge. You've been able to get some good contributions out of Seth Curry as well. So I think the 76ers doing a good job of being able to put it together with Russell Westbrook banged up. I think it's a really tough spot here for the Wizards. And what's interesting, too, so you mentioned how, and I, I definitely agree with you, this number feels a little bit light to me. It's, I think a lot of times we fall into this trap as betters of thinking, all right, well, they're down 2 nothing. This is the game. The home team always wins. And it... You kind of have to go at a, in a case-by-case basis here. This, to me, is a complete mismatch in a series where we already know Bradley Beal was banged up coming in. Russell Westbrook has been, as you've mentioned, shoddy at best, and, and doesn't help that he rolls his ankle early in that game. What makes me kind of look toward now is, and I'm, I'm now looking this up and intrigued to see, all right, what's the, what's the point prop and the player prop on Westbrook here? DraftKings actually is not offering it, and a little bit surprising that they would not. I know that part of this is you have to handicap what you think his health would be, and I think books sort of owe it to the better to still look. You got to make a line. You got to handicap this. This is what the job of the book is. So a little bit surprised that DraftKings did not put a number out, but uh, FanDuel did. It's, these are again East Coast numbers where the majority of the player prop market uh, lives, so to speak. Westbrook, I'm seeing 21 and a half, little juice to the under, and that's kind of a I don't know. It's it's tasty just for, from a to take a flyer considering. Last, even the healthy, quote-unquote, healthy game he had in Game 1, only 16 points, and has not looked, as you mentioned, particularly effective against this defense. So I'm kind of with you. I, I could see that being a player prop I would look under on, and I would look toward the Philadelphia side here. Just thinking, and, and as we, since we started talking about this game, the total has gone up an entire point. 
up to 230. So clearly better's thinking not only will Washington hang in this game, but also they're going to score some points and that they assume that with Westbrook back, that's part of the, the handicap. I'm not sure I totally buy that argument, though. And with a lot of Russell Westbrook's big performances as well, when you take a look at them, a lot of them have been sort of hollow. It just mm-hmm. feels like there are times where we always talk about NFL quarterbacks winding up getting a bunch of yards in garbage time. It feels like Russell Westbrook does a lot of that with regards to so many of his assists and so many of his points as well. So that's something that I take a look at. And I just think that in general, Matisse Seibel has done a terrific job defensively for the Philadelphia 76ers in this series. He's seen limited minutes, and yet he's generating like three steals per game. So he has been able to do an absolutely terrific job in this series against the Washington Wizards. I think that he's just a bad matchup in general for Russell Westbrook. And keep in mind, Seibel, back when he was at Washington, was, in my opinion, one of the best defensive players that I've seen on ball in the last 10 years, and he has translated that to the NBA very well. I think that he could be a little bit of an X-factor, not just in this series, but moving forward for the 76ers. He, I know he was on the Greg Peterson shortlist of favorite favorite guys to watch. Oh, in, he was tremendous. In his college career. Uh, and, and so he in Philadelphia, That again, that's a game that will tip off in about 15 minutes. The other thing, too, here on a macro scale, Greg, that we talked about earlier this hour with I think you and I both agree that there is some reason to doubt the cohesion of Brooklyn holding up through three full playoff series. Mentioned the case for Milwaukee earlier and how they are now right around that three, three and a quarter to one odds to win the East. Still, you have a Philadelphia team who is is going to advance out of the series. They're a massive now series favorite up 2-0 against Washington and and a beat-up Wizards team in that. Philadelphia, though, still in the 250 to 275 range which I still think is actually decent value. My, you know, I, I have a, I mentioned I have the Bucks six to one ticket. It was more just betting it at a, at a number three weeks before the end of the regular season, kind of feeling like, look, if you're going to give me a number like that on a team that's been two and a half, three to one all season for really no reason, you're you're bumping that up. I'm going to take that, and there obviously that number's been cut down to where you would expect it to be. Philadelphia, I also grabbed it four to one, just again in the same mindset, thinking, look, they're going to have a relative cakewalk. To the East final. I don't think, I don't know if you would disagree with this. I don't think watching this Knicks Atlanta series, I, if I'm a Philadelphia fan, I would not be scared of either of those teams. Yeah. They're going to beat Washington. So to you right now, and you mentioned earlier that kind of what I, I brought up that you're not totally buying Brooklyn going forward, Philadelphia or Milwaukee, which team has better value to you when you look at it, given that their, their futures odds are basically the same right now. I would go with the 76ers. The big reason why is because I do feel like they are a little bit more of a complete team, especially with DiVincenzo now being out for the Milwaukee Bucks. That is going to put them behind the eight ball a little bit. I know that you really like the fact that Drew Holiday, now the man that's running the show for the Milwaukee Bucks, and I think that that's big as opposed to Eric Bledsoe. But I just take a look at the 76ers team. I just feel like they have more different ways to be able to beat you than the Milwaukee Bucks. I feel like they've got a couple more consistent ancillary pieces behind Joel Embiid. I know that Chris Middleton, absolutely tremendous for the Milwaukee Bucks, but I take a look at the way that Harris is stepping up for these Sixers. I mentioned Matisse Seibel, what he's able to give you defensively. Heck, George Hill has been able to give you some relatively solid minutes here in the postseason for the 76ers. So I think that that experience and just the coaching in general of Doc Rivers, I know that he can be very polarizing at times, but this is someone that has been there, done that. He's won a title before. I think that that goes a little bit underrated in handicapping a little bit of what we're seeing here in the NBA playoffs as well. So I'd be looking at the Sixers a little bit more so than the Bucks. And look, you can 
make whatever criticism you want on Doc Rivers, just you know, from some of his playoff struggles. But come on, mm-hmm. you're 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 replacing a guy in Brett Brown who was awful. I mean, guy with no no idea how to make a single adjustment in a playoff game. How could you possibly come in and say, "Oh, Doc Rivers, oh, what what do we? How can we really trust or back this guy?" I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't know how you can make that argument. He only honestly. won a title in Boston. How how can you make that argument when you had Brett Brown? And look, you know, Brett Brown can get, I think, sometimes a bad rap because he, you know, he was the guy who had to come in and and lead the the whole tankathon. Nice guy, nice guy, yeah. But as soon as they got, as soon as they became competitive, and he was in a position where he actually had to do things as a coach, a he didn't even he clearly lost the team, and he was unable to get the most out of Simmons and Embiid. And I know there are some some Philadelphia fans who have kind of raised their displeasure with how Simmons's lack of confidence is. Kind of been a glaring hole in the radar for for Philadelphia throughout the second half of the year, but at the same time, I think that's more to, like to me. It's one of those things where you're going through a grind of a second half of a season where you you were in a pretty good position the whole way to get the one seed. You know that you're going to be riding him and and Embiid together as well, and and they've been working on the chemistry all year anyway. Once you get to the playoffs, so I tend to I would lean that way as well. Philadelphia, if I'm a Bucks fan, I would still really be worried about that series. I still, at the same time, though, I don't think the DiVincenzo loss is as bad as people are making it out to be. Because DiVincenzo is a guy who's extremely athletic for Milwaukee, can spread the floor, but it was really as inconsistent as as it gets. He was all over the place. You'd have some games where he's flying all over, making great plays, but he was a liability on the defensive end. And even though that'll hurt their depth a little bit, especially in the Brooklyn series, and I don't know how much you can play Bryn Forbes realistically against a perimeter-type shooting team like Brooklyn... I still don't think if it's a Milwaukee-Philadelphia series, it would make a, a ton of difference. I don't know if you, think, if, you, if you think it's maybe a little bit more than that. I do think that the Sixers do match up a little bit better than the Nets if they wind up being able to survive it against the, against the Milwaukee Bucks now. Then it's still have to get by the Boston Celtics, but we're assuming that the Nets are going to be on, able to get by on, Greg. the Boston Celtics. But I just think that the 76ers <laughs> match up a little bit better. I do recognize the fact that the Bucks were able to take down the Nets quite a few times during the regular season, but obviously that was while the Nets were not at full staff. And when it comes to the 76ers as well, I just feel like because you wind up having a lack of outside shooting with Ben Simmons, they've done a good job of being able to sort of overstock, I guess, on so many other ancillary shooters, guys like George Hill, Seth Curry, that are able to come in. They're just able to give you some instant offense. I think that that's absolutely massive for the 76ers, and it makes them a little bit more multidimensional than the Milwaukee Bucks. Don't you think, too, Greg, just the takeaway from what we've been talking about this conversation is that I still think there's value on either of those teams, Philadelphia or Milwaukee. The numbers have not come down that much from when the playoffs started. I... Like, if I'm betting this right now, I still would be willing to take a flyer on either of those teams, the number they're at right now. Yeah, I mean, with the Nets being below even money, and they have been for quite a while, it just was one of those cases where I would rather bet the no on them being able to come out of the East than the yeah. Well, and here's the thing, too. Even if you don't want to do that, just bet the actual futures. All it's going to take is one Nets loss early in that Milwaukee series. If it's game one, all of a sudden you get a plus price on Brooklyn, and now you could get two or three teams at plus prices, and you're going to guarantee yourself some money. Yep, that's Cash a good way to be able to look at that. That's what well. it's all about, Greg. All right, yes, we're one hour through on the Saturday night edition of VEASAN Bets Center. A lot to get to in hour two NHL playoffs. The slate will get underway. We'll talk about that on the other side right here on VEASAN Bet Center.
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.